This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Wednesday morning, everybody. I am Glenda Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for August 28th, episode 2257, brought to you by Horselovers.com. Good morning, Horse World. It's Monday. Monday. It's not Monday, is it? Wait a minute. It's uh, Wednesday. <laughs> Let's do this one. It's Wednesday, Big Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. The day you face your own biggest challenge. The day you risk it all. The day you either distinguish yourself or fade into the crowd. Hang on, we're hitching a ride. Daddy, I want another pony. I put 40 hours in this weekend, man, it's only Wednesday. I've been cussing this damn heat all day long, there's got to be another way. And that's where Jemmy comes in and, and says, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Skype popped up when it shouldn't have, so I couldn't click on my notes. Anyways, on today's show, in our horse health report, Dr. Anthony Blixlogger fills us in on what leaky gut is, its causes, symptoms, and treatment. Justine from Heels Down Happy Hour joins in with their latest. Jamie brings us bad advice for horse people, by horse people, and Glenn brings us the a brand new edition of Crappy List Wednesday, but first, Jamie starts us off with some news about the 2019 USEA American Eventing Championships at the Kentucky Horse Park this week, so you don't want to miss any of it. It's going to be a packed show, as always, today, guys. And speaking of today, today is a lot. <laughs> it is. <laughs> International, Read Comics in, International Read Comics in Public Day, <laughs> National Bowtie Day, Radio Commercial Day, Red Wine Day, and National Power Rangers Day, amongst many, many others. Those were the top choices that I picked. So whether you are the kind to wear a bow tie while sipping red wine, or to read comics while playing with your Power Rangers toys, today you can do it all while listening to whatever radio commercials we throw at you. Enjoy! <laughs> wow. Well done, If Jimmy. I had known that, I'd have put ten commercials in today. <laughs> I'm going to drink wine and play with my Power Rangers. Can I do that? There you go. Mixing it up. I love it. <laughs> yeah, the AECs are going on right now. Um, yesterday, Intermediate and Preliminary Dressage just started, and then today is Intermediate and Prelim Cross Country. Advanced dressage is tomorrow with the intermediate and preliminary show jumping. And then cross country is Friday and Saturday is some show jumping for the advanced. Uh, it doesn't say here where the, when the lower levels are going, but everybody gets to participate in the AECs. It's been about, oh gosh, when did I go? It's been about 15 years since I competed at the AECs. And it's super fun. You can check it out, out on useventing.com. You can watch live videos and live streaming and stuff like that. So check it out, useventing.com. It's and, right on uh, the homepage. They say, yeah, it says the home watch page. live, just click it, and it brings you right to the video. And guess what? It's free. So, what? Yes, it's free. You that's can watch crazy. it for free. But yeah, that's going on at the horse park this year. So that'll be a lot of fun. And today's a day to watch because it's cross country, intermediate, and preliminary. And there's always excitement <laughs> when the, when the oh, lower yeah. levels goes cross country. Um, so you definitely want to check that out. A couple things. Uh, I've been warned by my wife who is going out to get hurricane supplies because, yes, apparently uh, Dorian is heading our direction now, according to the maps. Um it's supposed to be maybe a category two or three by the time it hits Florida now. Uh, she said the cable guys are working on the cable lines right up the street. So if we get cut Yay! off, uh, that's why that happened. And also I have uh, bronchitis, went to the doctor yesterday. So if I go into a coughing fit, I will try and hit mute as fast as possible. So it's all about you. Yeah, Whatever. So, well, no, actually, that's to save the listeners' ears from my <laughs> coughing fits. Uh, before we get to the Daily Winnie, something a little bit serious here. Um, one of our auditors, Angela Bailey, if you remember right, came on our show a while back to tell us about her dad who had had a tractor slash bush hog accident where it ran him over. 
while the bush hog was going. <clears throat> and oh, okay. that was like a year ago. Well, he's still having troubles. And she said that he goes into surgery to remove an infection from a bone in his left leg. She said he is scared and I am scared. Most everyone has, has been so incredibly supportive. But this is apparently a really risky one. I guess bone infections are not good. So um, he's been fighting this for a year. And we just want to send our thoughts and prayers. And we hope all of you do as well. Uh, and uh, our best to Angela. It's been a tough year for those guys. Well, let's do our daily winnies and then get to some fun stuff. I have no birthdays today or tomorrow what? or Friday. There's just no birthdays from the auditors. I don't know what happened. It was a dry spell, you know? I don't know, but we have a dry spell. So I, my daily winnie goes out to Cobble, Cobber the Pit Pony. Cobber, who... Uh, what is found at the one Thagy state coal mine in Australia is having his 40th birthday. It made the news over there. Apparently, well, you know, they used to use ponies in mines to, to call the wagons out. Well, they don't do that anymore. And this mine is just open for tourism. So they had Cobber there. They would dress him up in his little harness and everything, bring him into the mine for tours. But he really wouldn't do anything. Well, apparently uh, he got a little spooked one time while doing that, and he never did a tour again. So he's been hanging out at the mines in the pasture uh, for like the last uh, 40 years. And he's 40 years old now, and people can still go out to visit, visit him. And apparently he's quite an attraction at the mine. He's this little mini guy, a uh, little pony, and Shetland pony, actually. But they this is what the quote was. You can call him to get him to come over, but it depends on what kind of mood he's in. He gets a bit cranky in his old age. So... Uh, Cobber mm -hmm. the Pit Pony gets my my daily Winnie. Happy 40 birthday, years old. Cobber. There's a birthday. Jeez. I found a birthday. I had to look hard. I had to go to Australia to find that one. So, <laughs> Well, I got to give it up to... And, and as sad as this makes me to say this, it makes me happy to announce that Kentucky Fried Chicken announced Monday it becomes the first national fast food chain to introduce a plant-based chicken partnered with Beyond Meat. But Have you been seeing really all the not chicken? Listen, Beyond Meat has done an amazing job of creating burgers that taste. We scarily. saw them. We saw them, Jemmy. At, we went to a food show here in Florida, and they were there. Uh, well, the, I don't know if you've tried. I haven't tried the fried chicken, but apparently the fried chicken is being tested in Atlanta and they sold out in less than five hours. So people are looking for alternatives. The problem with Beyond Meat is it is so much like meat that I actually tried a Beyond Meat burger in an airport. It too much and like I, burger. <laughs> I couldn't eat it. <laughs> There's no way this is not. It really, really tastes like meat. Because so, the other fake burgers, the veggie burgers, don't really taste like burgers. Well, they've done some genetic engineering with all of this, and like the Beyond Meat burgers, even like bleed like medium. Okay, so why, do. if you're a vegetarian, do you want to eat something that tastes like meat? That's the part I never got. Well, you know, not all vegetarians are like me, where we. I don't eat meat because I don't like eating animals right. and I don't I never liked ground beef even when I was a kid and I was forced to eat it um but as a vegetarian you want alternatives and you want easy alternatives so KFC is testing out brand new fried chicken here's my problem with all of these beyond meat things is that vegetarians like me who who at this point I haven't had meat in like 35 years yeah, you wouldn't even the, like the taste of it well, yeah, the problem is that they're, I, I don't know, are they cooking it in a different part of the grill or are, are they oh, cooking oh, it like oh, in the fryer yeah, with all the point. other chicken? I doubt they and, have a separate grill for that. <laughs> exactly. I don't think they have a separate fryer at KFC for the fake chicken, fake fried chicken. So That's been a problem for restaurants with the gluten-free because if they cook the stuff where the gluten is, you know, in the same fryer or whatever, um, use, often the gluten-free alternatives, it has been a problem for celiacs, especially who really get sick. Um, yeah. And when I was in Europe, it was interesting. Everything in, in the United Kingdom, every server was required to ask at the beginning of the meal, does anybody have allergies? 
Yeah, I really am amazed when we go over to Europe, like uh, over in Ireland, I thought I would never eat. And on all the menus, they have different vegetarian. allergens and yeah. vegetarian. Every every and restaurant clearly. had at least one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. So I, I love that they're that was underneath to... the 40 kinds of fish and chips. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that they're creating um, plant based meat you know i think it's great i don't know if it's going to help vegetarians like me but i just love the fact that maybe there's less chickens that well, are it's getting it's got to taste uh, better than know, tofu eat. for god's sake after you <laughs> see that's why some of us are really excited <laughs> <laughs> so anyway kfc i never thought i'd see the day they get a daily winnie okay good good well before you get to your things i have a news story i wanted to bring just because it was amazing uh, so have you, and this is the biggest news story. There's two big news stories of today that that I saw a hundred times in my feed, and that is the one about the ten year old legally blind British Columbia girl, who is an inventor. Did you see that story? No. Her name is Kyra Barrett. She's been legally blind since birth, and she got into horseback riding and really likes it. Well, she's an inventor. And the way she's been able to ride the courses is they have a lead horse. Somebody else rides a lead horse, and her horse follows along. So get this. She does dressage. And, you know, there's a lot of blind dressage riders riding in para, right? So there's I've seen the, the video of the people who are yelling out, A, A, yeah, A, yep. A, you know. Well, this one, she actually has a guide horse to do the jumping parts. And she does cross country. Okay. So let's think about that. I'll tell you what the rest of the story is. But let's think about this first. She's 10 years old, blind, doing cross country. How many of those? You think about yourself. Cross country is scary to begin with. Talk about a trust with your pony. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Uh, uh, But they they changed the rules in Canada so that she could compete with a guide horse. Well, they changed them back this week. She was going to go to a larger event in Canada. And I think what really happened, reading between the lines, is that the event didn't want the liability. Um, Mm -hmm. So they have reversed their ruling and and they're barring the use of a guide horse now. And apparently Canada was the only place that allowed this because of this girl, I think. There are too many blind blind kids that really want to do eventing, you know? So they said she has to stick to dressage, which she was very disappointed about because she really likes the thrill of eventing. But how brave do you have to be? So everybody out there that's a little nervous next time you ride, well, at least you can see the jump. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) God. I mean, that takes some faith on the pony side. That must be one hell of a pony. So our best to her. I hope she. Uh, I hope that she finds a way to, to make this happen for her. Yeah, She's 10 years absolutely. old doing cross country. Uh, anyway, all right, good. I just had to bring that up because it was so amazing. Well, I've got some weird news for you. Uh, would you like that? Yes. Or would you like the bad advice for horse people by horse people slash teenage social that media drama? That sounds serious. Let's do same. some weird first. Okay. All right. Well, the drama continues, people. That is right. The drama continues in the shelves of the freezer section in the Walmart. The for the third time, for the third time oh, now, no. somebody has gone lickers. viral oh. for licking ice cream. Yes, a 24 year old was shown in a viral video licking a carton of Bluebell ice cream. Why and are they picking on Bluebell, by the way? It seems to be Bluebell every time. Because there's no plastic covering on the uh... top. So now they're like thinking about changing that, which just adds to the plastic consumption of our country. And that just sucks. So these people, stop it. Stop it. Nobody thinks it's funny. Everybody who looks at it thinks you're gross. That's disgusting. Nobody wants to do that. Anyway, so this guy actually wanted to go viral. And so he pulled the top off, licked it and put it back, cut. Okay, then he goes in and he buys it. <laughs> so he kind of faked it, but uh, he still uh, got arrested and well, could spend up to a year in jail. Go to a year because who, of it. Who? What idiot goes to for, to jail for a year for licking ice cream? Yeah, uh, there's been somebody in Louisiana. Somebody, I think this guy was in Texas. I mean, my gosh, you guys, stop licking ice cream. This is gross. Nobody wants your ice cream, and then they have to throw away all of the ice cream. I recommend in there. you switch to tofu. Because nobody's buying that anyway. So switch to tofu and leave our ice cream alone. Somebody's buying <laughs> tofu ice cream. Okay. Otherwise, it wouldn't be there. Moving on one. to the next story. Give me the next story. 
Well, there is a woman, and she is uh, in, let's say, her name is Jamie Biscaglia. Jamie Biscaglia was in a salmon fishing derby tournament in Tacoma, Washington. And she realized, hmm, I'm probably not going to win this event. So what does she do? (laughs) There's a photo contest that they're doing, too. And the winner of the photo contest gets $100. And so she actually caught, instead of a salmon, she caught an octopus. And she was like, hey, guys, this would be hilarious. I'm going to take a picture and put the octopus on my face and then take a picture of it and I'll win the $100. Well, here's the thing. She put the octopus on her face. She grabbed it off the hook. Yeah, put it on her face for the photo contest. It was a perfect fun photo, except when the octopus bit down on her chin. Then she started screaming. They couldn't get to the beak to dislodge. It was like a prong. It got into her chin and punctured into her chin. They finally got it off. She bled profusely for 30 minutes. Guess what? This genius didn't do. She didn't go to the doctor for two days. Oh, no. She got infected. That might have not been the best move as the left side of her face became paralyzed. There was lots of swelling. Her arms swelled up like an elephant. And um, now there's like a pus pocket in her chin and it, she can't get it to go away. That's, so octopus um, have some it. poison stuff in them, I think. You think? Uh, <laughs> she knows that now. They just say, ha, 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 she got back at it because she this boiled it. This is usually a drunk it. frat boy thing to do. And ate it. Yeah, she did eat it. So she still hasn't won the contest. They haven't announced a winner well, yet. No so <laughs> well, I hope she doesn't win. I mean, my God, what an idiot. Uh, there you go. I recommend That's... giving up fish altogether. No fishing, nothing to do with fish. Just probably. don't do anything. Just, yeah, I mean, and don't less be drinking idiot. probably would be good too. Next news story. <laughs> we got more. I got more. We're going to head to my hometown of Atlanta, Georgia. This is kind of a sad story, but kind of a bizarre story in that a they're at the Hyatt Regency, which is a really nice, huge hotel in Atlanta. And the lady cleaning the room opens the door and walks in, you know, housekeeping. And she opens the door and there's a guy. And he's naked and he flashes her like whoop, like opens that up and shows her all his bits. She turns around. She's like, security, security. And the guy's like, I'm out of here. Watch this. And I don't know if he thinks he's like some parkour genius, but he goes out to the balcony. What and story like, was he on again? Tenth story. Oh my and God. then she goes to <laughs> jump. To another balcony, like Spider-Man style, doesn't have any webs, and kaboom, doesn't make it to the next balcony over, and plunges to his death. Next story. (laughs) Don't be an idiot. He died? He died. He died. (laughs) And And finally, we're going to take you down to Florida. That's right. We always have to finish in Florida. That is because a 56-year-old man decided to go into, guess where? a Walmart, but he decided to go into the Walmart on his golf cart. And so he drives into the Walmart on his golf cart, starts going up and down the aisles, knocking things over, running over people. (laughs) And basically gets uh, caught jailed on multiple charges, included aggravated battery because he like barreled through somebody as he drives in barreling through on a golf cart. And um, they ended up catching him because he parked, he drove out and then parked in front of a liquor store. And that's when they got him. So he was going through there. But that's and then an everyday it, thing in Ocala. What are you talking about? Yeah, well, <laughs> apparently you should just run over people while you're doing it. So there's your news. Weird news of the week. I had, I had one yesterday. So I went to the doctor and I was, I was, uh, I, I stopped at the pharmacy. And as I was pulling out of the pharmacy, there was this lady in front of me, and I couldn't see how old she was until I passed her. But she wasn't moving. She wasn't going anywhere. Finally, I blew my horn. Nothing happened. So I pulled out around her. I thought, well, maybe she's having serious troubles. And as I pulled out around her, I guess me coming around her woke her up. She actually oh, had gosh. fallen asleep. She was an older lady, had fallen asleep. She woke up with a start and then proceeded to drive off after me. And I thought, oh, my God, this is what we drive with around here in Ocala. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> Jeez. Don't lick ice cream and don't flash people. Um, <laughs> there you go. That's your news. Now, I do have a little bit of uh, drama for you. Would you like that? Oh, sure. Sure. I have bad advice ready. You want me to play that? It's, or teenage it's, it's social com- media drama. 
You need to play both of them. Oh, okay. Bad advice. And now it's time for teenage social media drama. And now it's time for bad <laughs> advice for horse people by horse people. Okay. This was on a uh, horse training page. And this is very clearly a teenager because you can see her photo. And this is her post to the world. Don't use names. <laughs> I won't. Okay. I know better. Okay, you guys. So my new mare, Vegas, is like six years old. And she has never been worked with other than a couple times from the guy I got her with. And from me every day since I've had her. And I've had her like five days. <laughs> Just lost the training now. Yeah. I have lunged her and desensitized her with my lunge whip. And I love the Clinton Anderson method. So this is what I've been using. And she has a like a lot of attitude. And every time I spank the ground with the whip, she like lays her ears back at me and kicks in the air and like has even turned towards me a couple times and wanted to like charge me. And Clinton Anders says to get after him with the whip and spank him on the butt. So every time I whip her, she like kicks out every time no, she kidding. did it. But it like just makes her more mad when yeah, I whip no her. <laughs> so does anyone have any other advice? I've like rubbed her down all over with the whip. So she like knows it's not just something to spank her with. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, I'm no Clinton Anderson fan, but I'm pretty sure that's not the way you do it <laughs> like at all. And all the advice I was fairly surprised. I mean, there were some people that were like, yes, you need to like whip her more. And there were other people that were like, when she moves off aggressively, you need to like chase her around and like get her moving faster. And then finally there were some people that were like, mm, you probably should reconsider your training methods. <laughs> anyway. So there were some people and even somebody was like, I haven't seen Glenn say that. <laughs> um, so I go on the bottom and uh, there were some people, people can watch those videos and see two different things. It's amazing how that works. That's the problem with it. And by the way, whipping a horse and rubbing it off, you're not really rubbing it off. It's not going anywhere. It's still in there. Okay. You can't rub off a whip. Um, but I did go on and say, that is why Clinton methods didn't work for me. You have to be too aggressive and it's frightening. Try MontyRobertsUniversity.com. His methods don't involve whips or violence. And some people actually were like, oh my God, I totally agree with Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> did you get hate Monty haters? Any of those pop in? Oh, I always do. Like somebody was like, his methods like don't work. Really? I'm pretty sure you're not doing it right. Much like you're not doing anything right. Uh, good luck with that. But anyway, I try to be helpful every now and then because I am supposedly one of the like trainers on this Facebook page. But oh my gosh, it is so disheartening. I get so frustrated. I don't know why, how you can stay on that page. There are some podcasting pages for podcasters that I can't go on. Do you know why I go on these pages? Because yes. Why? Because you went like so. Torture, I can have segments sleep? for this. <laughs> I can have segments for this damn show. <laughs> I'm like, how much abuse do I have to take to provide entertainment for the rest of the people? You're welcome. At the podcasting conference, I wanted to throw my chair at a couple of speakers. I just really like. What were they saying? Oh, the one that always comes out every time, and Jemmy will back me up on this: is that show shouldn't be more than 20 minutes in length. Nobody will listen to a show more than 20 minutes in length. Here we are. We're doing a show 90 minutes, five days a week, and it's our most popular show by far on the whole network. <laughs> we make more money. We have more listeners. This is the most popular show on the network. It's, you know, and I just want to stand up and say, it doesn't matter the length. You just can't be freaking boring. Yeah. yeah. Amen, brother. If you can <laughs> only just... entertain people for 20 minutes, you need then to find a Then you need a 20 minute show. Exactly. They'll stay for as long as they're entertained. Ugh. And we do have things that say people actually listen to the entire show and not just the first 20 minutes. Yeah, when I look at our Apple stats, our, our average is between 80 and 95% of the show on any given day, which and considering it's a, a 90 freaking minute show. Here's like, a tip. At the very end of the show, I'm usually fairly entertaining. 
and yeah, I'll tell you also. Some of our best stuff on. is at the end of the show because <laughs> we're both punchy <laughs> by then, and it's just we don't care what we say by the end of the show. So, yeah, I just wanted to throw chairs. So I get it. I get what you're saying. It's just. Um, oh gosh. Hey, well, let's move on to horse lovers before we get to our first guest. And my boots just came last night. So, Which ones? did you he, order the twenty dollars ones? Yes, I got the twenty dollars ones. Which ones were they? Again, tell everybody what deal they missed out on. <laughs> oh my gosh, five hundred dollars boots were on sale for thirty dollars, and that's with and then ten dollars shipping. So forty bucks, I they got a Justin's, brand new pair right? of Justin Tall boots. boots. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, field boots, and uh, I'm excited to try them on. I'm going to ride after the show, and I'm going to put I, them on. I so. noticed that a couple or a couple of our, I think a lot of people bought them. I think Jennifer alerted everybody in the auditor room. Another advantage to being an auditor, by the way. Um, and every, I think we probably sold 20 pairs of those boots. <laughs> it's like at least, and because I was on them. some other, yeah, some other pages, people were posting them. So you haven't tried them on uh, yet. I haven't. I just got them last night. You know, what's funny is I took the trash out last night and I put all the trash cans are kind of still out there. And the, the UPS guy put it, put them in a trash can. So it took me a while to find them. <laughs> I was like, horse lovers sent me a text like, hey, they've been delivered. I'm like, no, they haven't. Nobody's knocked on oh, my door. No. Oh, they yeah, they are out in the trash can. They put them in the trash can. <laughs> yeah, it was an empty trash can. But nonetheless, uh, if you do still want some schooling tall boots, Horselovers.com has Baker. Oh my God, I really want them. They're so cute. They're Baker boots. So they're like tall boots for riding, but the side, the whole calf area is at Baker print plaid and they're on sale for a hundred dollars. So they're quite the deal. There's also a bunch of breeches on sale and they've got the summer end of summer clearance, which is when you're going to find all the awesome stuff. And they've got heavyweight turnout blankets with the high neck. Like I like, and uh, they're a hundred bucks. They've got dog blankets, anything that is leading into the winter blanket wise, or they're trying to get rid of some of their summer stock. Check it out. Again, it's horselovers.com. The end of summer clearance sale. Um, what else do you see on there, Glenn? I was just looking at, they have the Saxon mesh uh, standard neck sheets for your horse for $37. It's 45% what? off. Yeah, I know. And then they have the cool coat Airstream, which is the sheets that actually come up over the neck, the whole thing. They have those marked down from $90 to 58 So if you need, you know, some, and if your horse has destroyed his sheets already this year, or you need more, you know, the fly sheet is totally gone. uh, Check this out because they're, they're definitely on sale. They also have the Ovation. Ovation's another one of our sponsors this episode because it's National Radio Ad Day. Uh, (laughs) Ovation Marie Country Boots are marked down from $140 to $63. They have the tall boots, the Ainsley Country Boots. That's the kind I have. Uh, they have the tall boots from 229 to 105. So those are the ones like the Dewberries. Mm. Um, but they have those on sale for like 50% off. So check those out right now, too, at horseloverswithaz.com. But these sales don't last long. You got to do it. You just can't. You can't think. It's like being at the checkout, whether you buy the candy bar or not. You just have to buy the candy bar. Because Sign up for their email. You get 10% off of your first order. And uh, yeah, like there's a lot of enders. end of summer clearance. There's the seasonal clearance for Shires. There's just, oh my God, look at that little ladybug coat, horse blanket. No, no, get off of that. We have a guest. We have to stop shopping. <laughs> work. Well, I would like to welcome our first guest, Dr. Anthony Blixlogger. And we are going to talk about leaky gut, something to terrify you about. Do we have the uh, intro there, Glenn? I sure do. It's time for the Horses in the Morning Horse Health Report. When our intrepid hosts, together with an unlucky member of the equine veterinary trade, attempt to inform, enlighten, or terrify horse owners everywhere into funding a Kickstarter campaign to mass-produce Kevlar-coated, bubble-wrap-lined equine products. Dr. Blixlogger is a professor of equine surgery and gastroenterology at NC State in Raleigh. And uh, you've been doing that for quite some time. Welcome to the show, doctor. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning to you, too. Thank you very much for joining us. Did I pronounce your name right? You certainly did. Yeah, you did. It's not an easy name either. So thanks. (laughs) Yeah, you got it right. Now, we're going to talk about something that I am not that familiar with, but I'm pretty sure it's going to terrify me, which is leaky gut syndrome. Talk to what is this? Yeah, it sounds pretty terrifying, doesn't it? I mean, nobody would want their gut to leak. 
So um, it is uh, terminology. Hey, that doctor, hold on one second. About. Doctor, hold on one second. Yeah. We have a terrible connection with you. You're breaking up on us. Uh, Jemmy, I wonder if you could try and, uh, if we hang up and try and get them back and see if we can get rid of that clicking because uh, I'm, I'm losing words here. So, doctor, we're going to hang up on you and try and give you a call back. Why don't you call me back on a landline? Okay. I'll tell you what, Jemmy, why don't you take him off air and then uh, get the landline number and we'll give that a try. So, uh, hold on. Hold on, doctor. He, she's going to, uh, she's going to get you set up. All right. Yeah, that, that was, his connection was terrible. <clears throat> he probably has an iPhone. They're just terrible for talking. Oh, you stop. No, it's true. iPhones are the worst. I did two interviews yesterday, right in a row, one with an Android phone, one with the iPhone. We couldn't understand what the iPhone person was saying. At the end, I said, you have an iPhone, do you, don't you? Because they, they're muffled. They're great for everything but talking on the phone. For some reason, they haven't figured that part out yet. I do have a news story here you, uh, for you. Another a news story that was all over the news, everywhere. Okay. An Australian man has been told he will not have to find greener pastures for his Shetland pony, despite the animal being the subject of an intense neighborhood dispute. The pony, named Horse, by the way, has lived with Eric Findlay for about 17 years, with the pair regularly going on 15 to 30 kilometer walks together. But since 2003, neighbors have complained about the flies and the smell of manure emanating from his property because he keeps the pony in a two meter by four meter enclosure. He lives in the city. So it's this little tiny spot in the backyard. Uh, and, And apparently, from what I gather, he wasn't real good about cleaning up after his pony. So um, they he they apparently ordered him to move the pony, and the city even said they would pay to move the pony to a proper farm, and he could go visit it there. They would pay the move, they would do everything, and he refused. He just wouldn't move the pony. So it went to a magistrate, and uh, the magistrate has ruled that the pony could stay with him as long as he cleans the pony's waste every thirty minutes and is fed per regulations, feeds him properly, and he, that they plant bamboo along the boundary fence so that the neighbors don't have to see the property and the pony. So that's uh, the, the case considered the pony's urine management, its diet, and the nature of its enclosure and prevailing winds. So there you go. Uh, he can keep his pony, but he has to clean up after it. Then I went and looked at the picture of the property. I can see why there was complaints. There was junk everywhere, dead cars. Oh, uh, it oh, was it one is. of those properties. And I was going, yep, he probably didn't clean up after his pony. So they were complaining the flies were awful and the smell. Yeah, if he didn't clean up after a pony in that small enclosure, it would be. So let's hope he gets his act together and he can keep the pony. This made national news here. I don't, <laughs> I don't know why wow. this story attracted so much attention, but it did. All right, I think we have the doctor back. All right, doctor, you back? I, I'm back. Hopefully this line oh, is better. Much better, Ooh, much better. That sounds yes. <laughs> way better. Okay, let's carry on where we were, which is, what is leaky gut? It sounds terrifying. Okay, so the majority of the gut is lined by just one single layer of cells connected together. And when the connections between those cells loosens, it becomes a little bit leaky. And the body's response to that is all of a sudden getting exposed to the contents of of the gut, uh, the microbial contents. Um, And so over time, depending on how leaky it is, you start getting varying levels of um, symptoms, clinical symptoms. Um, Subtle at first, but can be pretty dramatic depending on how bad the leak is. So basically, we've got the inside of the horse's gut, which could be stomach, intestines, anything. And there's like a little like mucus layer that protects it. And you're saying that there's like a a break in the armor, basically. Yeah, exactly. A break in the armor. But the peculiar, the, the thing about the gut is that armor is just one single layer thick. So if you look at your skin, it's multiple layers thick. It's pretty thick. This is as thin as you can possibly imagine. And uh, it's a, so it's a really delicate network of cells. And when you start pulling those cells apart from one another just a little bit, it starts leaking to the extent that now you get exposed to what's on the interior of the gut, which, as you can imagine, not really a great gross. thing. Where is it so leaking why... to? <sighs> it's so it's leaking from the inside into your body. 
So what if you go to the worst case scenario, like the ultimate leak would be after a colic episode, the gut there's actually a piece of gut that's dead. So the, so the leak is uh, from the interior where the bugs are, where the, uh, where the feed is being digested, leaks across the gut wall into the circulation, and then the body reacts to it. And you get an immune reaction. So and everyone's familiar with colic. It looks awful. Um, it's, a, you know, it's way more than just sort of a little subtle leak. But on a, more, on a finer scale, on a day-to-day basis, if the balance of the bugs uh, digesting the hay that, or grass that we're uh, uh, feeding the horses, uh, if that gets out of balance and starts uh, irritating that lining of the gut, it'll get across that lining and then there'll be an immune response. So what causes the breakdown in that in the leaky gut in the lining? Okay, so for horses in particular, they, um, they have an, uh, an interesting uh, sort of what you would call a digestive strategy. So you and I can't live on grass and hay, but they can. And the reason that they can is because their colon is like a big fermentation vat. Um, and that fermentation vat is a delicate balance between bugs digesting the hay or grass for them, and then you absorb the nutrients. But if you disturb that a little bit, so let's just say they suddenly get into some grain or you change up their feed really rapidly, uh, it throws that delicate balance off, and some of those bugs get a little bit too aggressive. In other words, doing more than just digesting the feed, they'll actually start uh, kind of attacking the lining of the gut. And then what you start having is a, a little bit of a reaction to, the, to those bacteria as the body begins to sense that. Well, that doesn't sound like a very nice bug. I don't like that bug at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you've got a boatload of them yourself, too. It's just uh, so, you know, we talk about leaky, leaky gut amongst people and horses. I think the thing about horses is this whole uh, area of how they digest and really what's going on inside them and what makes them so different is that this uh, is that the microbial or the bacterial population is huge and it is uh, set up for positive reasons you know to digest uh, grass and hay but um, if you upset the gut a little bit uh, it's it's going to create a problem do people mistake this for ulcers uh, a little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you know, uh, if you if you if you're looking at a horse and you're saying, oh, I wonder if the gut's leaking, it's just not quite doing right. That's going to take um, somebody to take a closer look. So if they uh, an ulcer, to be honest, is kind of like a big version of a leak because you can actually see it. But if you were to scope it and there were an endoscope or look down in that stomach and you didn't find any ulcers, but the horse is still not doing right. Um, this is one of the things that you might go to, this syndrome of leaky gut. And the way that most horse owners are choosing to, to, to deal with this, whether they know it or not, is feeding supplements with either what we would call pre- or probiotics. Uh, in its simplest form, a probiotic would be like yoga. You know, you give, you give bugs to try to replenish what you think is missing in the gut to restore the balance. Mm-hmm. Um, so all, a lot of those supplements that are given to horses are actually given to combat this problem. Is that what you would recommend to combat the problem? I, you know what I, I, I recommend people um, is sort of a simple approach to take a, a talk to the veterinarian about how you're managing the horse, how you're feeding the horse. Horses are by design meant to be eating forage, which is grass and hay. Some horses or even most horses can't live on that alone. So we supplement it with uh, what you would call concentrate or grain. That is where when you start pushing the concentrate too much, that's where you start entering into the, this problem potentially of leaky gut. And one way you can uh, cope with that is by uh, using a supplement that has a, a probiotic in it. The problem is, to be honest, we're not entirely sure how some of these supplements really work or, or whether they work, but it is one way of trying to deal with that. Fantastic. So there is a hope to kind of try to prevent it a little bit, but it is through working closely with your veterinarian to make sure that you're kind of touching on all of the nutritional needs of your horse. Yeah, exactly. 
exactly. And it's go and it's this idea of go back to basics. Build the diet from grass and hay first. Be careful with how much concentrate you feed. Horses are not really designed to eat meals like we are. They can, but you just have to go uh, carefully with it and uh, have a good conversation about, you know, are we really doing the right thing with the, with the diet that we've chosen for this horse or not? And, is there, and if we're having to maintain condition uh, in a show horse, for example, by feeding a lot of pelleted uh, concentrate, uh, is there a supplement we need to go with that to make sure that we maintain the balance in their gut? Okay, since I have you here, and I'm going to take a moment for myself, Glenn, <laughs> and ask you. You always do. Uh, yeah, exactly. Because it's, it's it's pressing on my mind right now. I have a foal who has been weaned, and he had to be weaned at about five months. And I've been reading a lot on kind of how to keep his diet balance. What would you recommend for a warm blood foal that's five months old uh, that has been weaned? What should his diet look like? Okay, so his diet, so what you would want to do is trying to look for a, a way to, to maximize his um, grass and hay intake. So turnout is healthy for any horse. If you can turn them out uh, either all day or all night, um, for example, um, on good pasture. Um, and then uh, uh, when they're in the, when the, the, that weaned foal is back in the store, have hay to offer. If you can maintain the condition in that foal just by doing that, then that's, then that's perfect. If, on the other hand, you feel like for growth, you got to have to give something else and just go slowly with the, with the concentrate feed and look for a pelleted formulation that's got some roughage already built into it. Okay, so I'm doing it right. He's turned out 24 hours a day, but he has a stall he can come in. He gets like a little amount of alfalfa, but he also has grass in front of him all day long, <clears throat> grass, hay, and grass. Okay, so I'm doing it right. I freak out about, am I feeding him right? And the concentrate that he does get is the mare and foal kind of concentrate that comes with neutrina. So I am, I, I feel like I'm doing it okay. I just was concerned that I'm missing something. No, you are. You are. And it's just that with that, that's a good uh, concentrate feed that you've picked right there. It's just that some people, I think what they tend to do is build the diet upside down. So they do concentrate first, forage second. You're doing it right because you're doing forage first plus the concentrate you need to get the condition on the horse. But you just go, it's basically as little concentrate as you can get away with while maintaining the condition growth and, and health of the horse. Okay. So Glenn, do you know what this means? This means I get to sleep tonight. <laughs> it's about time. <laughs> this is what I lose sleep over, doctor. Well, listen, it's been it a pleasure help. having you on. I just wanted to review here real quick, doctor. So what we, we've been doing this segment every Wednesday for 11 years. And what we've determined yeah. is that the horse is going to find a way to kill itself from the outside. And the horse's inside <laughs> is also going to find a way to kill it. So pretty much. pretty much from the outside and the inside, the horse is trying to die is what we've determined. Yeah, you, you absolutely, you've got it. You know, <laughs> that, and, and that, and I, so um, I guess from my point of view, to some degree, that's, I've got a job for life. You do, um, yes. <laughs> you're right, yeah. Uh, and I, uh, you know, that's one way of putting it. They, they're going to find a way. Yeah, what's amazing is you think we've covered it all, Glenn. You think know, we've, we've covered it all. we've been doing this for 11 years. Dr. Blixlogger, like, oh, by the way, your horse's gut could leak into its bloodstream and kill it. Uh, <laughs> Well, listen, it's been awesome having you on. I really enjoyed it. Will you come back on at some point and uh, talk about something else scary? Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about something less scary the next time. Okay, okay. perfect. Yeah. I don't think okay. there is. Perfect, doctor. Thank you so much. Where can people reach you in, or find out more? I'm at NC State University. Um, they can just If they can search on my last name, they'll find an email and a phone number. Fantastic. Well, we'll post all of that for everybody. And uh, thank you so much for joining us. And I look forward to chatting with you again. Okay. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks, Dr. All right. Have a good day. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I love his accent. Where do you think he was from? Blixlogger. Sounds, 
I don't want. I don't want to no, speculate don't I don't because know. I don't want to get it wrong. Do you know which? I was just thinking about it. We have been doing this every Wednesday for eleven years, but do you know there's one story that stuck with me, and we had the owner of that horse on, and it's never left me, and I can visualize the picture to this day. Do you remember the Arabian horse, and like it was Tennessee, I think, that uh, during a storm got the the branch went right through its body. Yeah. Oh, God. Do you remember yes. that? St- and the horse lived. I mean, it lived. But oh, my God, what a story. I have follow this up. This is why I put everything oh. in the barn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a hurricane coming and it's the same thing. You put them in, leave them out. Got that whole thing going on again. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But uh, that story for if I was to pick one story that is stuck with me health wise, that's the one. Ugh. Anyway, let's go to Ovation because it's National <laughs> Radio Ad Day. So you have to listen. You have to. It's required. Don't you fast forward. That they can count on Ovation's value, quality, and style when it comes to hard-wearing schooling attire, affordable show gear for horse and rider, or top-of-the-line equipment for riders at every level. From breeches to bridle work, saddles to stock ties, helmets to half chaps, Ovation is the premier brand of riding apparel and equipment for you and your horse in the United States. Outfitting riders at every level from head to toe. Ask for Ovation brand riding helmets, breeches, and footwear at your local tax store. Or go online to OvationRiding.com and see the fantastic variety of quality, fashion-forward, affordable products from Ovation. OvationRiding.com Well, next up, we have one of our regular guests. She joins us twice a month. Her name is Justine, and she is the host of Heels Down Happy Hour. Hi, Justine. Hey, Glenn. How are you? Good. Now, Justine also works for the Tampa newspaper as an important bigwig. And I just promoted you, by the way. Um, so, <laughs> so is everybody getting all excited in Tampa about the hurricane or because it's coming in the East Coast? Is nobody cares. Is it excited or is it freaked out? Yeah. Uh, you know, good question. I, I feel like Floridians in general, we just like wait to the last minute to have a reaction. So I feel like we've got days before we have to figure this out, but, um, <laughs> right. There's no hysteria yet over here. And I was kind of curious to see if there would be, because, uh, after Irma, you know, people were very concerned for Irma, but, um, so far it's business as usual. Yeah. You guys are not in the, we're kind of in the direct track here in Ocala of it, the way it's looking now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, my brother went to the store last night and said it, it was mobbed. Really? Yeah. Wow. So people, I think because of Irma are freaking out a little earlier, uh, than usual. Right. So, uh, but then we do have our average age here in Ocala is 95. So, you know, they're, they're getting to the store early. <laughs> that's the average. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's the awesome. average. Uh, Justine, so uh, we both, Jamie and I, both got packages in the mail from Heels oh, Down yeah. Happy Hour. We did. Did you open them? I did. Uh, not only did I open it, I got in trouble. Okay, because I opened the pit. Chad's like, you got a package. And I opened it up and he's like, you bought soap? <laughs> I was like, you didn't even tell me, you know, like, uh, like first of all, I don't have to tell you everything. And second of all, I, I, didn't didn't warn, it. I didn't even I warn didn't you even... this was coming. You just got it. <laughs> no, I just got soap. And he was like, why'd you buy soap? I don't understand. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so thanks for that. That was fun. <laughs> what is with soap? Heels down happy hour going into the soap business. Super cute soap, by the way. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So Heels Down Media, we announced last week that we are now opening a shop on our website. So you can go to shop.heelsdownmag.com. And our first product uh, is soap. And it's called Soap for Dirty Equestrians. And we have <laughs> about... That so fits your brand. <laughs> right? Oh, my goodness. So um, we have about a half dozen, maybe a few more different types of soap, ranging from mint to lavender, Every single scent is infused with essential oils. It feels good on your skin. But my favorite part about our new line of soap are um, the catchy, snarky names we've come up for all the different types of soap. <laughs> they are. <laughs> and by the way, they're vegan and they're not tested on animals, which is my favorite thing. But yes, the names. Absolutely. So we definitely were offering a product that we stood by that, you know, was in line with our mission, uh, which is means it's vegan, it's cruelty-free. Uh, but do you guys have a favorite soap? Yes, have you I do. Tested them out yet? Yeah. What's the, your favorite? I like the name of this one. The upper level goals purifies the skin by removing dirt, sweat, blood, and tears. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. 
<laughs> what about you, Jamie? Um, you know, I f- first of all, I opened it up and I was like, "What is in this soap?" And th- it's like, uh, is it flowers that are in the? Yeah, yeah. So uh, there are a few of them that actually have flecks of like real herbs and flowers. Uh, and I, I, I think that that one was would pick horses over you. <laughs> yes. Oh, was the name of that one, which I loved. But I also love the barn drama detox, detox because who doesn't come home from the barn and just need a detox from all of the drama? I like the yep. uh, subtitle on that one. Scrub away all the bullshit. exactly that's our top selling one i bet (laughs) (laughs) now you guys i mean did all of this this whole shop thing stem from the need of the world for fanny packs actually (laughs) uh, i think so i think that's kind of where the idea came from so uh as you guys know we had fanny packs at the land rover kentucky event in april and we were just so Jazz to see how many listeners wanted their own heels down happy hour fan fan i have one and i love it it fits my phone perfect isn't it great it's just the perfect little bag to have around so uh so we just started thinking you know scheming of other things that we think uh riders like us would like and soap came to mind so the soaps are a great gift you know they're cute they're and they're they're like really nice soap they actually do a good job of being a bar of soap um, but the, but then they're fun and cool and, uh, and yeah, so we're really excited to offer this line of soap for dirty equestrians and we are, uh, you can find them in some tax shops across the U S. So if you're interested, there are wholesale possibilities too. scrub away all the bullshit. <laughs> what a great idea this was a terrific there, idea i mean how awesome would this be for christmas gifts for yes. your barn owner for your trainer for your farrier i mean dude if you hand over your farrier and you just say like hey you deserve this mint that's the name of one of the so you should smell better and you deserve this <laughs> Is that- i know so i you know, you can't get in trouble for, Andy. you know, guys can get in trouble for giving women anything that makes them smell better because then you're saying they stink. But in the horse world, <laughs> we can get away with that. So Yeah, know. I think I think you could. Yeah. 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 You don't have to worry about that in the horse world. So where yeah, do people buy them? Where do they go? Like, what do they do? They can go to, you can go to heelsdownmag.com. Uh, we have, you know, a link at the top of the a website that says shop that will take you to our store. Or you could go to shop.heelsdownmag.com. And uh, can you buy them individually? You have to buy them as packs. How's that work? Yep, you can buy them individually, and then we also sell them as uh, packs of three. Okay, cool. Very good. Well, this is fun. Thank you. I I can't wait to try them. We just got ours. So what else is in the works? Come on, you guys are probably have more stuff coming out. Give us a heads up. We do, but I don't know if I could tell you about it yet. But uh, you could scheme and think about things that equestrians really need. Uh, not, you know, sort of in the same line of soap, right? we got to get clean, but what else do we need to, like, start our horse show day? Mm-hmm. Is it a, uh, like, a takeout mimosa kind of thing? <laughs> I think it's it's coffee. That's my guess. I can't I don't know. I wasn't no told. to that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you should keep an eye out because, uh, you know, we are considering new opportunities, uh, you know, that, that makes sense for equestrians like us. You Fantastic. This, this week are also doing your daily brief, which is an email that if you're not signed up for, you should be. Uh, it's called the daily brief. So it's put down by heels down. You're doing fail week, which is which is highlighting some professional riders' uh, failures. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and we're doing that uh, the week of September 9th. So you got plenty of time to sign up now and uh, kind of check out the brief, get used to it, uh, laugh with us in the morning. But uh, beginning the week of September 9th, we will feature five professional riders who are going to share a story of a time where they messed up like royally and what they learned from it. And I think you'll be surprised. Uh, You know, I got to interview these five riders. We picked top dressage riders, top inventors, top show jumpers, and they all have like some pretty embarrassing moments. Uh, But but they're really real about it. Right. Like so everybody, you know, everybody messes up sometimes and uh, it made me feel better, at least as an amateur writer to go, OK, if uh, if Doug Payne can can get past this, then I can 
I can get past this. <laughs> exactly, Glenn. I was just talking about this, Justine. So out on, let's see, last Sunday, I went to a horse trial one day with my baby racehorse. And we went out and did everything. And he jumped everything fabulously. And I come Aww. back and I'm like, go to get my score. And I see a big old fat red E next to my name. And I was like, oh, what? no. How did they get eliminated? They're like, you, <clears throat> you forgot fence eight. <laughs> oh, no. And then I was like, you know what? Buck Davidson did that at Poe. And he went all the way to France to screw up. So, you know what? If it can happen to him, it can happen to me. <laughs> so, this is perfect. It fits right in with that. Yes. I think you'll find all the stories super relatable. But then you'll learn something, too, right? So, you mess up. And it really, what matters is not the fact that you messed up, but it's what you do with that experience, right? Like what you, you do next, what you learn you, from it. You don't learn by being perfect. You learn by making mistakes. And I guarantee you, I will never do that again. I will look, I'm going to take a photo of every dang jump. I mean, the number where it's located, I'm going to map that stuff out. So yeah. You'll never miss fence eight on any course. No. <laughs> fence two, maybe, but eight. Nope. And it's always the easy one. I asked her and it was an easy one. Right. And she said, yep, it was an easy one. You never miss the hard ones. You always miss the easy ones. Yeah. yeah. You slip your mind. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, my bad. That's okay. You know what? Baby Groot didn't know that he got eliminated. Well, you know, he so just I can he see that's great. easy to do too in a one day because you're walking. You only get one chance to walk it, and then there's jumps everywhere because of all the different levels. So yeah. it's, it's very easy to miss a jump in 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 the lower levels, especially. For sure. So I'm actually helping you out here, Jamie. I'm trying to be supportive. I'm, I don't know who you are right now. I'm actually a little freaked out. <laughs> Why are you being so supportive? You didn't even play the that girl sound effect. Oh I my know. God. I'm being supportive. But this, it ties in perfect. Oh. I don't want to be that girl. girl, that girl, that girl. Just oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, I like it. See, that's why I'm confused. Well, Justine, <laughs> anything else coming up that we need to know about? Otherwise, we'll let you go get back to work and uh, go I don't know. Prepare go get some hurricane. bread and milk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go get my hurricane supplies. But if you want to sign up for the brief before we, uh, we begin our fail week, you can do that by going to bit.ly slash HD brief. Bit.ly slash HD brief. Thank you, Justine. Appreciate it. And go listen to Heels Down Happy Hour. It's at all the places you listen to podcasts, including the Horse Radio Network app. You can find it there. Have fun. We'll talk to you. Uh, we'll talk to you next week if we survive. Sounds good. All See right. you on the other side. All right. Bye. All right, girl. Peace. Bye. Uh, on a serious note, on that, uh, there were some Florida people I noticed in my feed posting that this is their first time with their horses in Hurricane Country. Um, you know, do prepare. Pour some extra water. You know, when Irma went through, we lost power for eight days, um, and thankfully, my brother had a a. Uh, generator so we could go to his house to get water for the horses because after eight days with four horses you run out of water i don't care how much you pour you're going to run out of water you don't have that many vessels to pour water into um so uh definitely you know be prepared even though it may miss us and nothing may happen it may you know and we're still loaded with trees and we've had a lot the other danger right now is we've had a lot of rain we've had almost uh, 15 inches of rain in the last two weeks here in the ocala area so the trees are you know the ground's waterlogged the, all the all the ponds are high and you know that if the wind kicks up to hurricane force then we're looking at some power outages so do be prepared we personally bring our horses in that's... You know what, Glenn? I just am so going to remind you about this every time you mention a dang tornado. <laughs> I bet you are. <laughs> now, you're bring them in person. There's that whole debate. We bring them in because the flying debris is what I worry about. The debris and what happens here with the tornadoes is hail. And the hail will get up like softball size hail. And you don't think your horse will run through a fence if it's getting pelted with hot softball well, size that, hail? That'll kill it. I mean, yeah. just yeah. I mean, and so I'm a I'm a freak about it, and yeah, you know, if it's in the path, you know, the path isn't that wide. I I don't know. It's terrifying either way to think about. But I try to. I, mean, I think it'd be like less. I don't know. Uh, and that's and also, mark your horses. That's the other thing. For if they yeah. do get out, do you know, make sure it's they're true. marked. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate tomorrow's horse husbands, and we have a special treat for you. We recorded it last night. We have a guy that drives trains. We have a guy, Joseph, who fl- flew his ultralight that he rebuilt, uh, bought, used, and rebuilt. So we'll find out how that went. And then we have 
golf talk. We have a guy who's talking golf. So we're talking trains, ultralights, and golf tomorrow. That is a dude I episode sucked at for golf. sure. I was awful at golf. I, yeah. I played for a long time and was terrible. Who's the, the golf talker? Because it, then my, then Chad might listen. Justin, uh, or, or <laughs> sorry, his name is Gabe, and he does a program about golf. He actually works for private private golf clubs as a consultant, and he's starting a new t- TV show about golf and the lifestyle of golf. Uh, and actually, Jemmy, who's still here. When we met the first time, when I first laid my eyes on Jemmy, I was with Gabe, and she interviewed us both at a conference. So uh, it's, a, it's a small world. Small world. Well, hey, what did you learn today? The unfortunate part for Jemmy is she got stuck with me and not Gabe. So... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, sounds like a hot guy name. Yeah, I think Jimmy's not commenting. Um, so, so what I learned today, I learned that uh, uh, horses are terrifying and they will die in any way you could think of. Yeah, that sounds about right. But I don't think you learned that. I think you knew that. Uh, I learned not to put an octopus on my face. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> <That's right>. Yay. <laughs> and uh, don't try to jump from balcony to balcony uh, at the hotel. Uh, everybody have a great day. Spay, neuter, and geld. Pe- oh, peace. Marvel's going to get spayed this weekend, so uh, I'm doing what I'm saying. Not just going to tie the rubber band. That's a that's a cow. Oh, a boy cow. She's a girl dog.